This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Yes, you can find our show on your favorite podcast platform. Can you believe it? It's simple at gunsportsradio.com. That's gunsportsradio.com. Please remember to stick around for the second hour. Don't be packing up your gear and hitting the road. Because the second hour is always better than the first hour. Hey, our first hour sponsor is Firearms Legal Protect- Protection. Hey, Firearms Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out at, on their website and see why. Firearmslegal.com. That's firearmslegal.com. TDT, TDT Construction. Are you thinking about remodeling? maybe adding on a room or building a complete home, well, you want a company that will definitely put your best interests first. TDT Construction does it all. Don't overpay. Call TDT Construction today. 619-448-2353. 619-448-2353. Or visit their website at tdtbill.com. That's tdtbill.com. And remember, A-plus rated at BBB. Also, you do, do you need to take a CCW class for your San Diego CCW license and you want an Arizona, Florida, or other multi-state CCW as well? Well, visit ccwusa.com. That's CCWUSA offers small class sizes, expert instructions to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month, two weekend classes, and one Friday class. That's Friday, December 13th on Saturday or Saturday, December 7th. Whoops. That one's gone, but the 13th is coming, and the 21st. A class that will yeah, live in infamy. got it. I got it. 8 a.m., private lessons, too, all to meet your busy schedule. Check their website for details on how to apply for your CCW and more at ccwusa.com, ccwusa.com. All right. Hey, so for our roundtable, what do we got? We're going to talk about the Supreme Court. I don't know if you've if you've heard of them. Who are those guys? They occasionally weigh in on uh, legal issues, and they decided uh, this week, for the first time in like almost ten years, yeah, since two thousand and eight, because they don't normally speak to any gun related laws, right? Well, they have. They've really only done it a couple times, and that and they was, don't like doing it. Yeah, the two thousand eight was the Supreme Court case Heller versus DC, yep, and that was a direct Supreme or uh, Second Amendment case. And then a couple years later was uh, McDonald versus Chicago, which really wasn't so much a Second Amendment case as it was a Fourteenth uh, Amendment Fourteenth Amendment case, where basically they were applying their decision uh, in Heller versus D.C. against all fifty states because Washington D.C. is not a state. So they said, "Yeah, the Second Amendment is an individual right, of course, like we all knew." But uh, you know, uh, it took uh, McDonald versus Chicago to apply it against the uh, the fifty states. So that really wasn't even a pure Second Amendment case. Um, uh, but this this week again was uh, a pr- pretty pretty clear Second Amendment case. They 
first time in 2008, they said, yeah, the right to keep arms is a, an individual right. And you have to respect it. Um, but they didn't really address bearing arms. So they didn't really address uh, firearms outside of the home. And what's happened is, uh, not Chicago, New York um, came up with a, 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 a this fantastic law <laughs> that said that uh, you have to have a permit to own a gun, and the only time, the only place you can have a gun is at the house you have listed on your permit, or at one of seven gun ranges. So, I'm, how many people are in New York? Like twelve million or something? Yeah, and they have seven, seven and a half million, <clears throat> I think. So. Seven and a half million. Okay, so seven and a half million for seven ranges. They have seven ranges. It's a million a range. I, I mean, just look at San, San Diego County has three and a half million, and we have like like twelve ranges. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, and, that's it, and it's not enough. <laughs> and it's not enough. Yeah, really. So that's it. You could only have you couldn't have your your gun at your second house. You couldn't take your gun outside of the city. You couldn't stop for gas on the way to the gunnery. I mean, it was it was ludicrous. Well, do you ever ask these people? Because you're face to face with these politicians more than I am. But do you ever just ask them what's your plan to take guns away from the criminals after you take guns away from us? <laughs> no, because that, that's that's not how they. Unfortunately, the but ones, I wanted, I'd like to just see their reaction. I, what do they do? <laughs> well, we think this this all guns are dangerous, and we have to cut down. Oh, da, da. I mean, they really truly look at uh, the ones that are truly against us. Look at uh, look at us as as being the problem, right? They don't differentiate between you know good guys and bad guys, really. Um, they don't. Well, and that's what they're saying. And that's not you know the idea isn't to increase public safety or reduce crime. the The idea is to disarm people to discourage people Control. from owning guns. that's yeah uh, i mean you know you don't want to sound like a conspiracy guy but that's that's what it is that's what's going on yeah it's pretty it, it's pretty clear and and this time they went way too far i mean by saying hey you can't you know well and it's funny and we'll talk about this uh at the top of the second hour <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's what we wrote about this week the um but what's interesting is how this came about I mean, because they they had the law and then the Supreme Court in January decided, okay, we'll hear your, we'll hear this argument because it was the um, the New York State was it the New York California right or the New York Rifle and Pistol Association mm-hmm. brought the lawsuit, and uh, when the Supreme Court said, okay, we'll hear this case, then uh, the gun control people got all panicky and talked the city into rescinding that law or changing yeah. that law <laughs> in the hopes that okay, now the court doesn't have to hear it because we don't want them to rule. Oh my us. gosh, what if their favorite? Oh no! Yeah, and the court, you know, Judge or Justice uh, Gorsuch said, "No, nah, we're going to hear it anyway." So, oh, is he? I didn't hear that. Well, so but so they they, they heard it. They argued it on Monday, but now unfortunately. Uh, it was really a conversation. Had not, the conversation had very little to do with the Second Amendment. It had everything to do with whether or not the case is now moot because of what Joe's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, because if a law doesn't directly affect somebody, the Supreme Court constitutionally cannot take it. Right. So it can't. They can't deal in theory. You know, they can't say, "Well, what if we do this?" Or right. "What if this law is passed?" It right. has to actually affect somebody. Gotcha. So the whole conversation. Did you guys listen? Did you read to the transcripts or listen to the conversation at all? Mm-hmm. The whole conversation was, well, you know, the the judges that are typically against uh, uh, the Second Amendment, like uh, like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah, Ginsburg, and, Sotomayor, Kagan, yeah, and they all said since um, since there is uh, no harm, I guess the the plaintiffs have essentially got what they wanted because the law got got rescinded. But I think uh, I think Gorsuch's uh, position was that, well, no, the um, the law still still applies, I yeah. guess, because they they didn't sort out the 
the what was it continuous transportation that was the big deal if you stopped off here are you violating the right. law or not get and a cup said, of coffee you know. yeah and they said well okay well the the new new version of it did away with that and he said well yeah but it still applies to the old version so it was uh, the, the the justices that are against us they were practically begging to say oh no no it's moot it's moot mm-hmm. it's moot please and and the judge the justices that are typically with us um were uncharacteristically quiet and i don't know joe do you, do you think that's because their minds made up or what was your impression well there's a reason they want to go forward with it and hear it you know my hope is they they want to try to you know, start using this to, to rule on these cases. Cause that's, that's what I was writing about. It's like, you know, you, you can't, you've got these states and it's not all the states. It's a handful of the, it's the oppressive states. It's California, it's mm-hmm. New York, mm-hmm. it's New Jersey, but all of these laws infringe. And uh, I'm wondering if, if they're thinking they want to use this as a way to, to address that so that they can give some guidance to the lower courts in these other cases. Well, New York and the gun grabbers who supported this are, were definitely running scared. I mean, for them to go back and, change a law you know that was on its way to the supreme court is uh, I've, i don't think i've ever seen anything like that exactly before. and there's a there's a reason for that that then they have that that fear so uh, you're surprised <laughs> in this environment i'm so naive you're so i can't imagine so they naive, did that <laughs> oh my gosh oh my yeah bye bye you know but it's just uh and i'm actually very much looking forward to uh talking about your article because i thought it was really well done yeah and oh, it's good excellent point so i'm looking so so hang in there for 45 minutes and we'll, we'll continue the yeah. conversation. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> but I got to tell you, Mr. Pelkey. Yo. And I've told uh, Schwartz, mm-hmm. uh, I went to breakfast this morning since my wife's at another dog show, mm-hmm. winning profusely. Yep. So this guy says, hey, Dave, just want to thank, man, thank you for the radio show, man. You just do an awesome job. I says, yeah, you know, I've been around cars my whole life. No, 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 no. Not the cars, the guns. <laughs> He says, finally, somebody's doing a show. Fabulous. And I says, fine. I says, uh, do you know how to download it? He goes, yeah, I know how to download it. I says, and do you belong to San Diego County gun owners? No, I'm working on that. And his wife says, I tell him to get on board. Good for her. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. I really appreciate your Fabulous. support. So I told him I'd, I'd give him a shout out. But, you know, it's typical of me. I didn't get their name or well, anything. Well, we love our listeners. Yeah, I, I was supposed to, real quick, Bob Makemer, thank you for listening. I was yeah. just talking to him a couple hours ago on the phone. And he said, but I was crushed. He said, I'm going to hear you in a couple <laughs> I crushed. Right. I've only put 30 years in my car shows, and all of a sudden I'm getting acknowledged <laughs> for a gun show. But I tell you, out of all my shows, I got to tell you, folks, I consider this two hours probably the most important radio I've done in my career. And I can't thank Lance, Michael, and Joe for their support as well. And hopefully you enjoy it. And don't forget, you can download it. You can get podcasting. Just go to gunsportsradio.com or you can go to San Diego County Gun Owners. You can listen to the shows there. And you'll definitely be able to take a look at uh, Joe and all of his uh, writings right there on the site. So let's take a quick break. We got a whole lot more in store right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. The answer. What's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws, folks? Well, it's firearms legal protection. 
Mike, Lance, and I, and Joe, we all use them. That's Firearms Legal Protection. It's a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearm owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com or call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. Go to firearmslegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered as an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford at Cali Key. That's CaliKey.com, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to yet another low. And if you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our good friends at local. Uh, call our good friends at PRMI Mortgage. That's Chris Wiley. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com backslash alpine. All right, Michael, who have you got as your special guest today? Well, we have a very exciting announcement. Uh, you know, we started San Diego County Gun Owners four years ago. Um, we just celebrated our fourth birthday, and uh, since then we've started Orange County Gun Owners, Riverside County Gun Owners, and now, I don't know if I can get a, can I get a drum roll? I don't know if I can get a drum roll. Drum roll, please. No? Okay. Uh, well. Drum roll here. <laughs> <laughs> we fired the drum roll guy. <clears throat> Economy stuff. There it is. There we go. Now we're proud to announce the start of San Bernardino County Gun Owners. Yay! So the uh, the per- yeah, <laughs> that was a little anticlimactic. So the uh, the guy that there it is. There we go. <laughs> so the guy that's heading this up is uh, a very good friend of mine. Uh, somebody who is extremely motivated and is doing a ton to get San Bernardino County Gun Owners off the ground. Lauren Campbell. Lauren, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks Thanks for having me on the show today. Well, thank you for uh, uh, being the tip of the spear in San Bernardino. So so tell us a little bit. So what, what got you motivated to uh, to start San Bernardino County Gun Owners? Well, honestly, I, I, uh, I met Michael about three years ago at a, a charity shoot at uh, Frontside, and I was really impressed with what San Diego had been doing, and I've been watching it over the last two or three years. Unfortunately, I had this this three-letter word called a job, <laughs> and uh, I didn't have the time to be able to vote what the effort that I thought needed to be put into it. Um, I did retire, and so I have more time now, and I have been really excited about what San Diego has done. In San Diego, I lived down there for 30 years. So I know what gun ownership was like down there, and I know how much you've transformed the uh, the environment down there. So I'm excited to be a part of what's going on up here. I, I, I think it's absolutely tremendous. When you and I have been working on this for a couple months now, and uh, the big launch, we have the website up. We have the, you have the ability to become a member, um, and we're going to build through uh, December, and then you're going to start having, uh, what, monthly meetings? And, and talk a little bit about the types of activities you'd like to see up in San Bernardino. 
Yeah, we'll have monthly meetings. In fact, we'll probably end up having more than one monthly meeting because San, San Bernardino is so huge. I mean, it goes up past Ridgecrest to the north and goes all the way out to the river. So it's the largest county in the United States. So we have, uh, we're probably going to have multiple meetings, probably start out just here in the San Bernardino Redlands area for the first meeting, and then we'll move on from there as we get things going. So what's the number one goal going into 2020? It's an election year. San Bernardino is a large county. Uh, what's the number one goal? Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting the message out. Um, we've got to get the membership base up because if you're going to make an impact, I think, with elected officials, you've got to have voters that are standing behind you, and they've got to be able to share and, and get engaged as well. So I think building the, building the board and building the member base is going to be absolutely critical for us getting our message through. 100% right. There are, you have two, two, I say this over and over again, you have two tools in politics, uh, money and people, and members, membership is, is both. I mean, that's really, truly the only way you can be successful in the political arena is to have a lot of money and a lot of people, and membership is both. So I, th- I think that's wise. Um, so it's a presidential election year. Um, what, what you talked a little bit about the scope of San Bernardino, obviously San Bernardino County gun owners, isn't going to focus on, uh, the, the president, you know, no federal election, no state election, but they are going to do like what San Diego and Riverside and orange does and focus on the local boards and councils. So can you give us a little bit of, well, what's the scope of that? How many boards and councils or what's it look like in San Bernardino? Yeah, I, I was actually blown away when I really started looking at how many there actually were. There are actually 423 elected officials in San Bernardino County. Uh, there's 10 in the wow. county. Three, three of the, the five Board of Supervisors are up for election this year, and that's in March. So that's going to be a big deal, um, is getting to those to that Board of Supervisors. Um, the cities, uh, there's 161, there's uh, 28 cities in San Bernardino County. So it's a, it's a huge area, and getting the message out there and getting all those elected officials and candidates surveyed to find out what their take is on Second Amendment rights is, is going to be key to getting this thing going fast. Yeah, and you already have a couple of members. I mean, we, we barely have the membership link up, on, and you already have a couple members. Uh, including a, a commitment from uh, Route 66 Guns and Ammo in Barstow. I think it's Barstow. Yeah, Barstow. Um, uh, they want to be supportive as well. And uh, it, San Bernardino has the distinction. You guys have the only municipality in all of California that has stepped up to become a sanctuary city with the city of Needles. Yes, and, you know, one of my goals, Michael, and I don't think I've actually shared this with you, but one of my goals is to be, um, to set as a goal to get San Bernardino as a sanctuary county. And I believe we can do it. We've got a very pro-Second Amendment uh, sheriff in San Bernardino County. He's been in office since 2012, so we kind of know the color of his stripes. And he comes out to every CCW class and speaks to the, to the students at just about every class. He's very pro-Second Amendment. He tells every class that he needs more CCW holders. That's that's awesome. I, I look forward to meeting I haven't met him, but I look forward to meeting I know you've you've had some interaction with him and done a lot of research on him, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to hopefully getting him involved after we you know, explain what we're looking to do and why we're, why we're doing it and how we want to do it. Have you looked much into the, the five uh, county board members? You know, really, honestly, I have not yet. Uh, so I don't have any form. I don't have any opinions formed yet. The um, 
the election candidate statements were due to be filed on Friday. So I, when I looked on the website today, they were only up to the 4th uh, for filing those online. So I don't have any idea how many candidates are gonna, there's going to be, but it's going to be districts 1, 3, and 5 are the ones that are going to be up for election. And San Bernardino County Governors is nonpartisan. We don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, decline the state. In fact, uh, I uh, up on San Bernardino's uh, Facebook page, San Bernardino County Gun Owners Facebook page, there's a post that talks about the fact that Needles, yes, is the only uh, the only municipality in California to pass a, a a sanctuary resolution, and it is mostly Democrat. If you look at the registration, uh, the registration is mostly Democrat, and most people. I, feel, I don't know about most, but far too many people, you know, look at, you know, Republican good, Democrat bad when it comes to Second Amendment rights. And that simply it just doesn't bear out. There are a lot of really bad politicians who are Republican. Uh, I should say bad on the Second Amendment who are Republican. And there are a lot of really good uh, Democrats who, who cherish uh, the Second Amendment just like uh, you and I do. So what are the four main goals for San Bernardino County gun owners? You know, I mentioned the the one is I, I really want San Bernardino county to be a sanctuary county so i don't know if we'll get that done in the first year but that's my goal that's my overriding goal so second amendment advocacy locally yes yep the the second would be um publishing a voter guide to let people know who who is second amendment friendly uh you got to get people to get out and vote um yep second community organizing second amendment community organizing exactly and then political fundraising. Yep. You know that's really what we're about. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. It's about voters, and it's also about money. And you know the the money is very important. So getting that member base up is absolutely critical. Yep. And, and then the last thing is is working with the gun industry. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've discovered already is there's there's really no association of gun stores in the county. They very few of them know anybody else, any of the other gun store owners. So trying to create a forum where that brings those people together in association is going to be critical to having good success. I believe so. A high tide raise, raises all boats, right? Isn't that how it goes? Absolutely. So um, how do people find San Bernardino County Gunners? Folks that are listening and like the idea, want to get involved, want to make a difference, what do they, where do they go and how do they learn more? Yeah, the, the best place to go is on our website. It's sbgunowners.org, sbgunowners.org. And we're also on Facebook. We've got a group, but we've also got a Facebook uh, page that's up and running. Uh, so just search out San Bernardino County Gun Owners. Excellent. So sbgunowners.org. Thank you very much, Lauren. Appreciate all you're doing. Everybody in San Bernardino, time to get involved. Here it comes. Thanks a lot, Michael. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is... Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Have you been to A.O. Sword Firearms in El Cajon yet, folks? Well, they've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County, by far. 
and they've got over 600 unique guns in stock as well, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service, experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. AO Sword Firearms Store located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or give them a call at 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. AO Sword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms in East County. That's aosword.com or give them a call at 619-749-4867. This segment is sponsored by Gatsky Dillon and Balance LL. Go to www.cafirearmslaw.com. at cafirearmslaw.com. Who will you get? John Dillon. You can also call him at 760-431-9501. He is the lawyer you would want if you get yourself into a sticky situation with our government. That's John Dillon at cafirearmslaw.com. Hey, John. How you doing, bud? Hey, guys. How's it going? Just living the dream. How about you? Uh, same here. Just uh, getting through the busy holiday month. Uh, but we have some uh, good news. Uh, you know, I, I haven't been on in a little while, and part of the reason is we've been working hard on uh, some motions in uh, one of their cases. This is the Miller v. Becerra case, which challenges the... Uh, completely arbitrary assault weapon uh, ban in California. So last, uh, this last Friday night, we submitted and filed our motion for preliminary injunction, uh, asking the court to enjoin uh, the law that bear the laws that uh, ban the, you know, possession, acquisition, transfer, sale, transportation of assault weapons. So all the different pistols, rifles, and shotguns that are identified as assault weapons based off of features such as a pistol grip or a forward vertical grip or a collapsible adjustable stock. Uh, all these things, uh, you know, you put them on your firearm and magically it becomes a scary evil uh, assault weapon and you know, so- can, uh leave you open for felony liability otherwise. So you're you're asking the court to uh, basically hit the pause button on the assault weapons ban in California? Yeah, we are. So uh, what this is, is it, it like you said, it's, hey, let's hit the pause. No, we're not going to enforce this law because it's unconstitutional uh, until we get to trial. And then we'll hear, uh, you know, everyone's arguments uh, in full. Uh, at trial, uh, and with preliminary injunction, one of the things that they, you know, to determine whether or not the motion is going to be granted, is they look on whether or not you're likely to succeed on the merits, and so they look at the merits of your argument and they say, well, you know, based off of what you're saying here and based off the evidence we have in, for, uh, in front of us, uh, you either you know have made your argument or you haven't, and uh, you know it's not the end all be all, but is it, it's a good uh, you know it's a good start if you can win one of those. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we believe that our arguments are solid. They're, they have solid foundation in, in the law and history and second amendment. And, and when you really just step back and think about this law is this is a law where they are prohibiting certain characteristics on firearms, such as these grips or these stocks, which all of these characteristics, they help, in the you know 
control and accuracy of the firearm. You know, the fact that you can adjust the stock on uh, an AR-15 uh, rifle, for example, is really beneficial if, you know, say you live at home and you guys, your family and the husband and wife, they use an AR for self-defense. Uh, but the husband's a much bigger guy than the wife. You know, it's very beneficial that the wife can quickly and readily adjust that stock if she would ever need to use that firearm. Um, Everybody in the room and, just looked at me. <laughs> it's like you just described my life right there. That, you know, the state, you know, they, they know and they've admitted that, yeah, no, these things are they're, they're good and they help, uh, you know, control the firearm, make sure people are accurate. But their absurd argument is that, oh, because these things make the gun more controllable, more accurate, and safer to handle, that when a criminal uses them, they're really dangerous, and therefore we can ban them. Uh, And it ignores the fact that these same features are really beneficial and, you know, to a law-abiding person and to law-abiding gun owners, that these are common features that a majority of the jurisdictions in this country have never tried to put any type of prohibition on, uh, you know, the, the first prohibition when it came to assault weapons was 1989 with California. So we have a long history of not going after, you know, standard semi-automatic guns with characteristics that have been around for almost a century. So, uh, so and, and there's the, no historical reason to ban them. So the injunction, I mean, is this, does this have the potential for, you know, another Freedom Week or like what, what, what are the thought? What's the thought on that? What, what, you know, what can people reasonably expect? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's up to the court to decide uh, what type of relief and what type of remedy to grant based off of the motion. Uh, we obviously are asking for the court to enjoin uh, the, re- the restrictions and prohibitions based off of these common characteristics. So, uh, if we're successful, that would be uh, you know a possibility that we have another type of event like that. You know, the state's going to be uh, working overtime to try to prevent that from happening. We all know how upset they got when the magazine uh, ban was enjoined, and and this is one of those things. Uh, you know, the courts have already ruled that these magazines are common things that have been around for a while. They have not been subject to restrictions in the past. Uh, and they, uh, you know, above all things, they're common. They're everywhere. Everyone has them. Majority of the jurisdictions in this country have no regulations on them. It's the same analysis, uh, when it comes to these guns with these characteristics, uh, they're everywhere. They've they've been around for a very long time. They have not been subject to these extra restrictions and prohibitions uh, and to you know, try to separate them out as some special class of extra dangerous gun is absurd. We all know it's not true. And, and the fact is that, you know, these guns, you can have one gun that has a pistol grip and it's considered an assault weapon in California. But you take the pistol grip off the same exact gun and you make your gun a featureless gun well, now it's magically okay again, although it has, it's functionally the exact same as it was five minutes ago. It shoots the same caliber at the same speed, the same rate of fire. Um, and so it truly is uh, an instance where these are arbitrary rules and, and prohibitions uh, as an attempt just to ban common arms. Well, in our side has been, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, 
the other side, the the anti-gun side has kind of just they've gone overboard because, you know, dating all the way back to 1934, you know, our side has said, okay, you know, restrict full autos, you know, create FFLs, uh, ban handguns for adults under 21, um, all these different restrictions, gun free zones, background checks, assault weapon ban. And we've kind of said, all right, all right, fine, we'll we'll comply. We will. Uh, we're not gonna. You know, we'll compromise. But they just kept going and going and going. I feel like it's gone so far the other way that I think we're gonna. It sounds like maybe recapture some of the freedoms we we already said. You know, hey, we'll we'll, we'll compromise. But you know, because you're you're going too far, no more compromise. Now we want it all back. I don't know. Doesn't it kind of seem that way? Or. Yeah, I mean, I think gun owners in this country in general, we're tired of compromising. Compromise has only been done on one side of this, you know, entire argument. Right. Uh, You know, gun control advocates have never compromised. And unfortunately, by compromising in the past, uh, we have let, you know, the stereotypical slippery slope, you know, give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. Uh, and that's what's been done for the last, you know, 40 years. The, the, the states, the governments, they just keep trying to take away more and more. They keep making up excuses uh, to make more prohibitions, restrict more and more items. Uh, and each time their, their ration and reason for it, it becomes worse and worse. Uh, and this is one of those instances that there's no real reason uh, why you would ban uh, these guns because they're common, they're everywhere, uh, and they're not, you know, some special category of unique and dangerous gun. Uh, they're, you know, it's the equivalent of the musket is what it is. Uh, they are arms that, yes, are, are good and ideal for malicious service if that need would ever come. And, you know, people like to scoff uh, when they first hear about that. It's like, okay, well, because we're in a good state in our country right now, historically, where no, it's not needed that we have to go and form our own militias to defend ourselves. Uh, people like to think, well, we don't need it anymore. Well, that's not the case. We don't know what the future holds. And that's why it's in the Constitution. Uh, we need to have, be ready for in case something crazy happens, uh, if we need to form up and, and use the unorganized militias to defend our own country from either outside forces or within, that that's why we have the second amendment and uh you know the ar-15 and other guns like that, that that's ideal that's the gun that people are going to use well that's awesome what's yeah. the timeline what do you think a timeline is for them to respond uh so right now we have a hearing scheduled uh in january so it's uh we'll see how that goes and the court may take a little while to come to decision uh can't really predict that but uh, this has a somewhat quick turnaround, but you know it's not the end all, be all of the case. Nice. So the case is still going to go on, uh, whether it's granted or denied, and uh, it's still going to go uh, a little ways further. But if we can, this will be a nice victory. So, what should people do to help? Uh, honestly, uh, you know, the people that are back in these uh, these suits is Firearms Policy Coalition, there you go. Second Amendment Foundation. The California Gun Rights Foundation these are organizations that truly they're, they're no compromises anymore uh, they are going to fight for your rights and, and they're doing so yeah, cool. so I would say to you know 
join up, uh, pay attention, see what the, uh, you know, both the federal and the state governments are doing to eat away at your rights. Get involved. Get involved. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. And don't forget, we're going to be at the gun show next week from one to maybe five. We can do that. But we're going to be there. So come on out. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Don't forget, you can go to GunSportsRadio.com, check out some of the older shows uh, in a podcast. And if you miss this one, you can do that as well. It'll be up probably by tomorrow. So what's the best defense for self-defense for those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms legal protection. Mike Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms legal protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com or call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. Or go to FirearmsLegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. Looking for a private individual CCW training class tailored to you and you alone? Well, John Groff can take care of that for you. He's provided individual CCW training classes for first-timers and people renewing their permits for years. John can arrange a time to fit your schedule and an affordable price. He's calming, professional demeanor will definitely keep you relaxed. Call John Groff at 619-933-4368, 619-933-4368, or just take a run down to Gun Range San Diego, and he will be there. Also, this segment is brought to you by The Gun Range San Diego, the Nordstrom's of gun ranges. 7853 Balboa Avenue, 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to www.thegunrangesandiego.com. You can find out all the great features, services that they have to offer, everything from private settings to training to gun purchasing to uh, gunsmithing. They do it all. It's a one-stop shop. That's The Gun Range San Diego. Go to TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. And without any ado, we've got Casey on the line. How you doing, Casey? How's it going, everybody? Hey, man. Living the dream. What are you up to? Well, you know, staying dry as best we can. Uh, you know, the rain actually has a tendency to bring people in the inside the range for the day. So it's been us pretty darn busy in here. But big topic that we have, you know, we had our Black Friday sale. We had our fifth anniversary sale. And now we're doing another one because why not? It's what we get to do here. <laughs> so coming up next week, 13th, 14th of December, it's going to be our 5% sale. So all of our farms, excluding Glocks, because we're already low on stock of those ones since Black Friday. But all firearms that we have in stock with the supplies lasting will be at the wonderful price of 5% above our dealer cost. Now, we're not going to tell you exactly what that price is until you guys come in and check it out, but let me tell you that is you're not going to get a better deal anywhere. <laughs> Fabulous. That's man. awesome. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. So Just in time for Christmas. You know, we usually do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, if people get in, we'll get plenty of time. You know, 10-day droves. You'll get it before Christmas. But these are the sales that we like to do just because we're a private entity. We get to do stuff like this. <laughs> 
you go to other gun shops, you know, they'll have sales and stuff, but not to this level because, you know, we love giving back to our community. And, you know, it's just a great time. You know, we like getting firearms out there. We like getting legal, law-abiding gun owners more firearms to defend themselves and their family and just have fun with. You guys have a lot of cool stuff too, like uh, uh-huh. I uh, uh, like non non you know gun ammo stuff, like you know some mm-hmm. some obvious stuff like holsters and stuff like that. But I bought some uh, uh, some you know the valve stem covers for my Jeep. Yep, and they're a little they're forty five caliber brass. You know, yes, sir. So you guys yeah, have we like got all sorts of stuff. You know, we got yeah. like uh, we got stocking stuffers, all that stuff coming up. So we're actually going to have our little tactical gun stockings coming out. Probably we'll put them out this week. I'll put them out today. Why not? But yeah, we got odds and ends on everything that anybody can need. Uh, we got a new shipment of new TGR hats in. I already bought two. Um, we got shirts everywhere. We got TGR hoodies. We have everything that you can need. And if we don't have it in stock, we can order it. It comes in about a week. Flashlights, too. I just bought a gift for a buddy uh-huh. of mine. It's uh, Streamlight's got this really cool flashlight that you guys are carrying. And it, it uh-huh. you can use, a, I think, you correct me if I'm wrong, you can use a AA or a uh-huh. CR23. Yep. You can use a AA or the CR123, and it has a little block in there, so it could use both of them. And that it, it was it's Streamlight, right? That makes sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, you yep. guys have That'd a the streamlight. You guys have a really nice selection of uh of streamlight, uh flashlights, weapon lights. Um mm-hmm. you guys have a really great selection of that kind of stuff. We we try to keep it as best we can. I mean, we are a smaller shop, so we only have so much room, but we keep stuff cycling sty- or cycling in. We find out what people want, what people need, and we keep that in there for them, especially when it comes to weapon lights. Like every single one of us in here carries a flashlight on us. You know, you never think you're going to need it, but then you're usually breaking out your phone and turning that light, and that ain't worth anything. So I have this little tiny Streamlight pocket light. It's 250 lumens. It's about the size of two AA batteries, and it's charged by USB. It is waterproof. I have washed it three different times when I forgot <laughs> it in my work pants. Yeah. So I have, I have verified that that thing is, in fact, waterproof. So they're pretty diehard. But Streamlight, Surefire, they make excellent, excellent lights. Yeah, I bought that flashlight for a buddy of mine. It was his birthday, and uh, that was the real gift. The gag gift was uh, uh, my wife said, well, what are you going to get him? And I said, well, he was a seal. She said, okay, well, what are you going to what do you get a seal? So in the bag was <laughs> a, uh, a red rubber ball and a can of sardines. <laughs> so, oh, perfect, that's what, right? That's, that's what, what you get a seal. That's what you get a seal, right? That'll but then it. you can't just give the gag gift, especially this guy was a seal. I didn't want him to beat me up. So I got him a nice <laughs> flashlight from you guys, and uh, he really loves there it. There you go. Everybody has uses for them, you know. And then, you know, it kind of segues into other stuff out there. You know, you're talking about customizing guns. Big thing we like to do, Glocks. Every, the, of all the firearms out there, the first thing people do with Glocks is upgrade them for the most part. Glocks, we call them the Honda Civics. They're going to last forever. They're going to do exactly what we want, but they are basic. They're as basic as it gets. I mean, the reason behind it is everybody and their mom makes parts and pieces for Glocks. Everybody makes sights. Everybody makes triggers. If you want to if you want to get a gun that you can absolutely customize, roll with a Glock. Now, are they bad as as plain as they are? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's just there's shooter preference, and that's the cool thing about it being able to accessorize. You know, um, what thing people do have to be cautious of when you start changing the firearm too much, you might have reliability issues. Um, n- uh, triggers can be a little bit different if you're running a whole trigger pack. So it'll be you know, Agency Arms makes a good one. Zevs are pretty good too you, as long as you get the whole pack you're good but sometimes what happens is people get these different disconnects and you have to file them down to get to a certain point so it can fit in the gun it has reliability issues how do i know because i was testing them out 
I bought a couple different brands of them. Um, we don't carry them anymore just because of that reason they were not reliable enough. But there was times where my gun would go binary on me or full auto, just not even full auto, runaway gun, where I'd be shooting, bang, bang, brrr. When things like that happen, that is just insane. You know, was it cool? I was like, nah, not really, because I was kind of scared for a second because I didn't know if this gun was just going to go off in my holster or whatnot. But you have to be cautious. Do your research. Talk to us. We will be down there because – Day in and day out, we see customers bringing guns and that modify them, and it's to the point where, like, um, you might not want to do that just because it looks cool doesn't mean it's going to function correctly. We had a gentleman that um, wanted us to put a lightweight aluminum brake on his 50 Beowulf AR. Hmm. Uh, the first shot through that, I guaranteed, would have grenaded the muzzle brake, either sent fragments around us or downrange. So I kindly told him to return that to Amazon for the twenty dollars he paid for it. <laughs> if you're going to be if you're going to be upgrading things, research it, get quality parts. Because in all honesty, this is your life on the line. If you get something that you go cheap on it and it fails when you absolutely need it, well, there's not much you're going to be able to do after that point. Did it have a Did it have a skull on it? I have a, I have a, I have a strict rule. I don't buy any any gun thing that has a skull on it. That always oh, we 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 see those all day. Uh, <laughs> other guy that is not allowed to shoot here anymore for certain reasons, but he had one of those skull AR lowers, and then he had like a brass knuckle vertical grip, and yeah. Yeah. It was just one of those ones where you're like, "Eh, just because you can doesn't mean you necessarily should, but you know, to each their own, to each their own. We're all here on our practical level in it, but if anybody have any questions on anything, just give us a call, come down here, visit us, you know. Sometimes on the sales side, it'll get a little bit slow, and we're just, you know, chewing the fat with people and talking because a lot of times people don't understand or don't know certain things and they'll assume and in the firearm world assuming certain things can actually end in a bad way we know casey i'm glad you brought the thing up about the trigger Mm -hmm. groups and the reliability because Mm -hmm. uh, i went through that with my because i shoot glocks and i got a you know a trigger group put into my the gun that i use for competitions the 34 Mm -hmm. And it works great. It feels fine. The gun that I carry every day, the 19, the trigger feels much, much different because it's the mm-hmm. it's the standard, you know, trigger that came with exactly. it. And I was hesitant to change anything because it's my my carry gun. Just for exactly, that, yeah. just for that liability or the uh, reliability reason that you mm-hmm. just mentioned. But um, that's good to know that you're you're saying you know if you research it enough, you you really shouldn't have to worry if you get a high quality trigger group. As far as reliability, if you replace the whole trigger group like that, mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, you know, every once in a while there's an odds and ends. We call them Friday parts or Friday guns, where whoever's manufacturer's on a Friday wants to get off work and it's not quite the same caliber of uh, uh, engineering, I guess you can say. But it really comes down to what your needs are. You know, when it comes to your carry guns, we always recommend people keep it stock, um, designed that way, keep it that way. Uh, when it comes to Glocks, I on mine, I just polish the trigger bar, and I replace one of the springs in there. It makes it a little bit lighter, but it's all OEM parts. It's all stock Glock parts. So if I do have any issues, I can contact Glock, and they're like, oh, yeah, here you go, new parts on it. But especially when it comes to your carry gun, you want to keep it stock, and that's what all the CCWs instructors will you know, recommend you. It's like, hey, keep these things stock. Keep it how it's built, how it's supposed to be. But and, yeah, and that's, different, everybody shoots different. And that's where I ended up. That's what I ended up staying with it. But it's it's interesting because I was um, just practicing a little bit with it this uh, a couple of days ago, and you know it's a really noticeable difference between that that mm-hmm. trigger and the trigger on the thirty four. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have a 34. I love mine. The stock trigger on the 34 is actually not bad. Um, those are the ones that are they have them polished and they put a different, I believe it's a shoe in it, but I'd have to check on that. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you very, very much for calling in, folks. Take a, round, take a run down to the gun range San Diego. See what Casey's up to. Take care, buddy. Hey, we're gonna Have take a good one. we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.